Hey, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, family, this is your dad. Thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with me for this episode, the Uncut Interviews episode with Mr. TJR. I'm really excited for this one, actually. Uh, TJ happens to be uh, really a friend. You know, I've sat in the studio with him, phenomenal producer, but standing on stage with him behind the decks and being able to watch him work his magic really makes me idolize what this guy can do. He is a real rock star behind the DJ decks. Uh, he, he's really into turntablism, which is like, you know, scratching records. And he does that really musically on top of dance music um, in a way that I don't know anyone else is doing really effectively, you know? Um and he's just electrifying, just amazing edits. He's the Melbourne King. So love that guy so much. Um, and so if you want to cut straight to that interview, no problem. It's uh, at five minutes. So up until then, I'm going to ramble to you guys because I am so freaking excited. Let me tell you why. So for the last year and a half or more, I've had this idea, this this dream, essentially, for your dad. And the idea is that your dad's more than just a typical artist that goes and plugs in, you know, a USB drive into a DJ deck um, and, you know, plays a few tracks or whatever. The idea is that I can control your entire experience. So I can step up on stage. I can step away from the piano, away from the turntables, away from the microphone, any of that kind of stuff. And I can control the music the lighting, and the video, all with gestures, which is wild. I mean, it's, I don't know anyone else that's doing this right now. And this is so, this is some future stuff, guys, and I want you to be part of it. You really need to come experience this with me. So uh, quite a while ago, about six months ago, I was able to really crack the nut on being able to do motion capture and control the Your Dad 3D character um, wirelessly. So in, in real time, that's the real trick. I can do this in real time. So I have my character or any character I want pop up on screen behind me. This is kind of like Avatar or a video game where you see like a professional athlete or an actor controlling a 3D character. Besides, there's no processing, any of that. I'm doing this in real time, guys. So I can control this character up on stage, and that was a really big nut for me to crack. It, it's just really, really cool. So much fun. Um, but I wanted to add to it. I wanted to be able to control the lights and control the other video content and the music, all that with gestures. So today it became a reality. So essentially I, I filmed a video of this. I was so excited. I've had no one in the studio all day. I've been just so lonely. Everyone's at work, living their lives, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting here all by myself wishing I had someone in the seat next to me. You. I wish you were in the seat next to me. Come join me. And... <laughs> Essentially, I, I threw on these like prototype gloves I got, right? And I have a moving head light. And this is like the moving head lights that you see at festivals and clubs. And essentially, it, the light can do 360 degrees in a circle. It can move up and back. Essentially, it just adds some dynamics and movement to uh, a stage. And what I did was I threw this glove on. I throw my hand out into the air. And anywhere that I pointed, the light will point too. It's like I'm wirelessly... It's an extension on my arm, essentially. It's just so cool. So as I'm, you know, creating some crowd involvement down in the in the crowd, I can, you know, everybody on the left, hey, everybody on the right. And as I point, all the moving headlights will move with me. Now, that's elementary compared to what I can do with this and what I will do. I can control 
the lighting colors, I can turn on and off strobes, I can change the video content, add amazing filter effects on my audio during buildups, I can trigger off fireworks and pyrotechnics and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's just so much I can do. It's so exciting. It's just a matter of having the equipment in front of me. So if I go to a venue, let's say I you want me to play it on EDC, hint, hint, or Tomorrowland, a hint, hint. It's coming in the future, by the way. I'm coming for you. Anyway, I, I, let's say we, we go to one of these festivals where they set me up on a stage and I can map all those lights um, before the show to essentially control everything as an extension of my body. That is the future, you guys. It's going to be so cool. I can't wait for you to see it. I'm actually going to debut this at the next couple of shows, um, this functionality at least, at the next couple of shows. So May the 4th, Salt Lake City, June the 9th in San Francisco. Definitely come out, hang out with me if you have a chance. The tickets are available up on the website, www.yourdad.rocks. And it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be super wild. So I hope I get to share it with you guys super soon. If you want to see that video content I was talking about, go to any of my, any of my socials. That uh, is Twitter, Facebook, and my favorite, of course, Instagram. That's at official your dad, and you can check it out there. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the interview. So today is with, as I said, Mr. TJR, and uh, we filmed or recorded an extra maybe 10 minutes of audio that wasn't included in episode number three of Your Dad's Radio. And super happy to be able to present the rest of that here for you guys today. As always, it gets a little bit more technical, but we also talk about, you know, time travel and his secret little pleasures and all sorts of stuff. It's just, he was a really fun time to chat with him. So let's get into it. This episode, our guest is a Danbury, Connecticut native, currently based in LA, where he produces some of the biggest bangers in dance music. Since giving up an opportunity to pursue a career in the PGA, he refocused his attention on DJing and producing, and boy are we glad he did. Soon he began to receive notice through his remixes for such artists as DJ Dan, Chris Lake, Armin Van Helden, Gregor Salto, the list goes on. Then in 2012, with the release of Oidi Oi and a little collaborative project with Pitbull called don't Stop the Party, is when he really became a household name in the dance community. I want to introduce, for the first time ever on the Your Dad's Radio Show, the king of bounce himself, TJR. <laughs> What's up, man? TJ, TJ, it's so good to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. So let's, let's jump back to that. Let's, let's talk about how you almost didn't earn that title of DJ and producer. You know, before committing yourself to the music, you almost had actually made a career out of golf. What's the story there? Yeah, well, I really didn't know what to do after I graduated high school. Um, I really just loved to play golf. Um, and uh, yeah, my golf coach kind of just said, hey, you know, you can actually go to college and get a degree in golf management. And it sounded appealing to me at the time because that's the only thing I wanted to do was just play golf. So I was like, all right, cool, if I go to college and do it. And yeah, so it was a four-year degree, professional golf management, um, and they basically set you up to become the general manager of a golf course. So you'd be running all three areas operation of pro shop, uh, main, uh, you know, golf course, and uh, the food and beverage uh, area. And uh, I was doing that, but the, while I was in college, though, is really where I discovered um, dance music and DJing. Um, 
And then that's that's when all of a sudden, you know, the light went off in my head like, oh, wow, now this is way better than golf. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And uh, yeah, so, and then one thing led to another. I, I learned very quickly because you have to do uh, internships during the summer um, at a golf course. And that's where I kind of learned quickly that the business side of golf did not um, excite me as much as playing the game. Oh, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. And then as I was getting more involved in dance music, that's when it was like, yeah, all right, I want to pursue this. I don't, I don't want to do golf anymore. <laughs> awesome. So who, who would you say are some of those early influences while you're in college? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't producing or anything. It was, you know, this is mid-90s now, like 94 to 98. And so it was just, it was DJs at the time. And, and when I went to school in North Carolina, so the, the, the talent they're bringing down there, it was mostly West Coast guys and Chicago guys. So obviously DJ Dan, Donald Glaude, uh, Carlos, Dutch, and then Terry Mullins was my biggest influence. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then when I would go up to New York, well in Connecticut, I mean, I was, I lived on the border in New York and Connecticut, I would go to the city um, when I'd be back. So I would get more of the harder edge stuff. So more of the techno with Jeff Mills, Kari Lekabush, um, T1000 and, uh, those kind of guys. So I can see some of those influences in your early remixes. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I think it's widely known that you're one of the most respected DJs behind the decks, um, with your deep bag of tricks, scratching records and going beyond that. How much time do you dedicate uh, to this craft of accumulating this impressive skill set that you're known for? You know, I mean, I think I put in most of my time and early on, uh, and it's kind of just like ingrained in me. It's just everything, all the little nuances, programming, uh, having the confidence that I really don't practice, um, and also the technology in itself uh, kind of simplified things. So you don't need to say constantly practice your uh, beat matching because you know you want to have good control of the pitch control and you really want to learn your records and how much if there's like you know much uh, bpm jumping going on all that kind of stuff um the technology really made it so simple so i mean i don't even dj with headphones anymore because of the way things are done so yeah I, so to answer your question i don't i don't practice anymore i don't <laughs> Well, well, we truly hail you, dude. That's that's awesome. So, uh, well, I was going to ask. That was actually one of my next questions. DJing without headphones. I, I see people. You know, some people call you out in YouTube videos and such because they don't think you're DJing because you're not using headphones. What What's your technique here? What do you say to the haters? Uh, well, it's just it's a distraction. I, I just realized after um, that I was like, why am I why am I putting headphones on to hear the cue of the record? to hear the very first beat, it just wastes my time because I try to speed mix and I don't play planned sets. So the, so those few seconds that I take to put the headphones on and, and listen to the first beat and make sure, I'm like, I, it's, I set up cue points for all my records. It's always exactly on the very first beat. It's exact. You know, I've been DJing for over 20 years and if I can't drop the record exactly on the first beat and maybe it's off just a smidge i can hear it if it's off a little bit like then i you know 
I, I think it's a failure on my end. So um, <laughs> I just don't find it necessary. And you can see the waveforms. You can see the. You can actually see it on the CDJs. You can see the phase if you, if the kick is on or off a little bit. Yes, you yes. You see how the beats lined up. Real. I don't do that, but you can if you really want it, you can see that. So. Yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, I know. It's always, I, I mean, I kind of have fun with it just because I do like to see those kind of comments about people criticizing <laughs> me. And it just makes it fun, actually. I don't, I don't tell you, I think it's actually funny. I think, it, I think so too. Well, there yeah. you go, haters. Go out and practice. Quit hating. Quit hating. <laughs> okay, so let's go back in time. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about high school. What was high school TJR like? Ooh, um, what was it like? I, I was just, I was big in, uh, I mean, music and sports kind of ruled my life um i just i played hockey and golf and that's kind of like the way the seasons rolled in connecticut summer times golf winter times hockey and uh yeah i mean i was just a pretty much uh i've always kind of been mostly like a rock and roll guy like metal rock and then i mean i don't know it's one of those things man growing up in the you know i grew up in the 80s and 90s um I mean, my teenage years and early 20s were the 90s, so it was like the probably one of the greatest decades. I'm probably biased, but I still think it's one of the greatest decades of (laughs) – there was such an eclectic style of music, and there was so much different music going on. I mean, the fact that we also had the birth of like – I mean, hip-hop in its golden era, dance music in its golden era. I mean, we had – the last one of the last great rock and roll runs of grunge in its era um and then even like with brit um brit rock and uh oasis and uh, and then you had just like the the really cool southern california sounds of like sublime and so it was like this reggae influence <laughs> it was just really it was it was amazing but it, that was more of like band times you know we're not in those band we're not in a band scene anymore Right. So that's anyways, that's where I was in high school, just getting in trouble, listening to fucking I don't know, Metallica, <laughs> Pearl Jam, Nirvana, and then playing hockey, getting in fights. <laughs> <laughs> and I had hair. I had long hair. That was uh, uh, that was my that, that could that could turn out to a bad fight then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so do you think any of your music nowadays or, or since you started doing electronic music, has it been influenced by this non electronic music that you had as so much of an influence as a kid? I think a lot of my stuff is always riff based. I mean, because all my music is very simple, and it, I think it's very riffy. I, I just try and really come up with a strong hook, uh, and and to me that was that's rock and roll. It's all about riffs, especially in metal and Metallica, uh, Pantera. I mean, the list goes on. It's very like riff rock, if you want to call it that. Right, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, it's a really strong influence in where I am today. I think that influence really shines through on your recent track with Three Slow and Fat Man Scoop. It's, the track's called Get Low, and if you guys haven't heard it already, check it out. It is an amazing track, but that lead you guys have in the drops is so hooky, so fun. I've heard it already a handful of times in the club, and it works so well. I could see that modern rock and roll TJR. Yeah, it's kind of thrashy sounding, and again, it's just really riffy, the, the hook to it. So yeah, still comes through. Okay, so going into your production, where do you prefer to produce your music? Are you one of these guys that has to be sitting in front of his computer at his home in his comfy studio, or can you do it on the road? What's a typical production session look like? I mean, like today I'm in my studio. I generally prefer this, the studio when I'm creating an idea because of the speakers. Uh, I just I I like to be surrounded by a, a full 
a wide range of stereo spectrum and uh, frequency range as well. I don't like to create new ideas like on a laptop in headphones. I just, I can't get into it, you know? Um, I usually finish ideas or I just work on mix downs and my mastering uh, on the laptop when I go home or when I'm on the road, that's kind of when I do, I kind of fiddle around with that stuff. Just because working on mix downs and your master on different reference sources so through laptop, headphones, and, and all these different uh, references, you get a good idea of how your music is going to sound on all these different platforms. I love it. So let, let's get off of production. Let's, let's talk about guilty pleasures. What's TJR's guilty pleasure? Is it Oreos? Maybe it's the latest Katy Perry track, Collecting Shoes. We need, we need to know, TJ. Guilty pleasures, man. <laughs> I'm like such a routine guy. It's like it's gets pretty scary. So, <laughs> and I and I and I'm like really boring. Um, People wouldn't think that you being a professional DJ hosting these parties, you, you're a boring guy. That's what that's you heard why it. I drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, don't we all? You see, this is what I mean by the old thing. Like my guilty pleasure is when I actually like I'm a huge breakfast guy. Is when I when I go somewhere. And I have like crazy waffles with just, I, I just go nuts on the uh, the sweet <laughs> side in breakfast. But that's the, to me, like, that's a guilty pleasure. So there you go. Like, man, there you, you have are, it. He'll be like, man, you are lame. Like, this is why I don't <laughs> tell anyone this stuff. I'm like, this is like my life. That's what I would actually be like, yo, I'm dying for that. I don't want to let anyone know. But I just breakfast want Breakfast some... sweets. Yes. Breakfast sweets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's how lame I am in real life. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, not real life. Let's let's say your favorite show you've ever played, and it doesn't have to be the craziest. Just your favorite show you've ever played. Where was it? Yeah, uh, Manaus, uh, Brazil. Ah, oh, Manaus. Yeah, it was. A, it was like man. It was probably like three three years ago, three or four years ago. I mean, there was there was a couple factors for it. It's it's when you go and you know when you travel and you and you go to especially like the South American countries. You know they don't have much going on in their communities, um, and and so then you have like these these dance music events, and it's like it's such a big deal for them, and I feel just like it's such a big honor then to play for them because right. it's yeah, like yeah. they're like oh man it's like the big show for the year, and they it was it was just it was insane it was it was I played and then Steve Angelo played, and. I've just, I just never came across a crowd. It was outdoor um, and it was like this little mini, like little Coliseum. There's probably 5,000 people there. Wow. And it's just like everyone, like they're all on top of people's shoulders. They're scree. They literally would just go, they would just scream, hey, 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 over every drop for the entire <laughs> hour and a half. I mean, I've never seen that much energy. I mean, it was, it was, it was the most, and I, I remember it. It was such a, um, like remarkable um, just, yeah, it, it, was, it was extraordinary to, to be able to experience that. And, and that's something I'll, I'll always, always remember. I fell in, I fell in love with the city of Manaus just a couple years ago, my first time there. And if you guys don't already know, Manaus is like the city in the middle of the Amazon jungle, like thousands of miles away from the nearest yeah. real city. Yeah. It's, it's like a super desolate place. If you want to go like digging in the Amazon, that's where you fly into. It is so cool. But mm -hmm. I've never been to a show there. I could imagine that being a wild experience. Yeah, they were they were so amped, man. They were so so, and that's the best part. Like you always want to play 
for people that it's um you know they, they don't take it for granted like they're really they're, they're there because um this doesn't happen often and you really have a chance to really impact them and and to really just yeah just provide for them like an amazing time that they don't get the opportunity to have so yeah, shout out it. to the people in Manaus for not being yeah, rape slots. Shout out Manaus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's get on. Let, let me ask you a little. 2018, year just started. What's in store for TJR? Upcoming releases, residencies. What's going on? This year is uh, this year is going to be an interesting year. Um, I think I'm like you, like you see most people doing. It's like a big transition year for everybody because the scene is in 2017. I think was the real moment when everything just kind of um just changed i don't know 2018 i really it's, it's a big question mark for me i don't know i'm just experimenting with uh different sounds experimenting is exciting i i yeah I'm, i mean i'll probably just i'm probably gonna do a pretty drastic change in an, another direction um but it's just more or less it's i i have a lot more time now um just to work on music I'm just, I'd rather just work on music than tour anymore. So that's all my focus is put on. And I, I don't know what direction again, but. Um, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. I just want to do something different. So. All right. Keep it, keep it interesting. Keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. So let's say we gave you a time jump watch. Now with this watch, you could travel to any year in the future or the past. Where would you travel to and why? Ah, 1994 when the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup. That was the best year <laughs> of my life. Hands down. There you go, 1994. <laughs> but I'd be 94 for that, for the Rangers winning the Cup. Cause it was like the, one of the best experiences of my life because I just had so many friends around and we were all diehard Ranger fans. And just and that was the year I took off between high school and college. Uh, and I took the whole year off and then it was just this mob of us. And we were all hockey players and we would just play Sega 94 hockey in my buddy's house. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, this, we just went along for the ride the whole time. And if I can ever live through that, I would do it all over again. That's awesome. Well, you know what, TJ? Uh, from everyone here at the family, I want to thank you so much for your time. So happy to welcome you to the family here at Your Dad Radio. Everybody, this was TJR. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. Ah, there you go. That's the episode with Mr. TJR. What a fun episode to take. Thank you so much, TJ, for being on the episode. If you're listening to this, you're the bomb. And uh, yeah, so it's 9.20 p.m. right now. And oh my gosh, it feels like 9.20 a.m., guys. I just, today's been such a great day that it, I, I, do you have a job that doesn't feel like a job? You just love it so much that coming to work is like, it, it truly is a pleasure. I, I spend all day doing this stuff, guys, working on my music and live sets and radio shows and graphics and anything that is your dad. That's what I do all day, every day. And I love it to death. It doesn't feel like a job. I feel guilty entangling those two names together. So anyway, I, I hope you guys get as much enjoyment out of what you do every day, whether it's work or whatever your hobbies are. I just, I hope you get a lot of enjoyment out of life because I know I sure do. You guys make it special. Thank you so much for following and checking this stuff out. It really, uh, building up the family is going to be what really, what really makes us into, you know, a global brand. So if you have anyone you want to share any of this stuff with, if you know people that will enjoy it, def definitely share. It helps me out and it's going to help you out too because as the brand grows, then, you know, I'll be able to share a lot more with you and hopefully enrich your life as much as you guys enrich mine. So you're rock stars. Ow!
Um, what else do I have to do tonight? Oh, I'll tell you what I have to do. I have vlogs. I started taking vlog footage, video blogs, right? Vlog. And um, of my adventures, ever since we launched in late January, I started essentially documenting all my adventures. And there's been some really fun, cool stuff that I've recorded. So much so that I have like two terabytes worth of video footage that I've recorded on my vlog setup. And I haven't hardly done anything with it. So I need to start editing this stuff and getting it out to you. I've just been so busy on the music side of things um, that this video footage is it's going to go to waste if I don't do something with it. So I'm going to edit down two terabytes to you know, hours worth of video into, you know, minutes worth of video. So at least you guys get a glimpse at what's going on every day and you can start learning a little bit more about me and, and know who I am. Cause I think that's really important. I think that's, it's really cool to be able to document from the very beginning. Well, a brand is as young and in its infancy as your dad is right now and follow it through to its success. Um, I think that will be really cool. Even if no one else watches it, I'm going to be really interested to look back at it. It's like kind of like a, a home footage when you're a kid and you're like, mom and dad, don't show that. <laughs> it's going to be like that. I'm kind of excited to look back on this in a few years. So I'm going to get those wrapped up and those are going to go up on the YouTube page at, of course, at official your dad. And um, I'm going to make the first post actually in just a couple days. So I'm going to do that. going to wrap up some more stuff, but I'm super hungry. And tonight I get one of my favorite meals, pizza, baby. So Katrina, a cat, my little sister, just got home. So I'm going to head over to her place. We're going to eat some pizza, get to work on these vlogs, and make some more music, something you guys can really effing jam out to. How about that? <laughs> and uh, so that's that's about enough from me. I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue now. I'm gonna quit talking. I'm gonna let you have a great day because I know it's gonna be a good one. You guys put on a smile, do a stranger a favor. It'll make your day. I promise. And uh, that's it for me. I'm gonna talk to you guys really soon. Love y'all. See you in the future. Ciao.